Pastor Daylight has shared with me that we're going through um, a series or we're going through the story of, or the gospel of Luke and we're taking it piece at a time. And I love that because, um, you know, as you know, you know, winding down the week with bees was all about, you know, exploring one particular passage and blowing it up and really examining it. So as we go through the book of Luke, um, when Pastor Daylight said, okay, we just went through, you know, Jesus being tested in the wilderness in Luke chapter 4, um, verse 1 to 14-ish. Um, I was like, sweet, great. And then I went to the next part. And <laughs> when I when I read the next part, I'm like, well, that's not positive at all, is it? <laughs> and we're going to actually read the story. Um, and though I was really, at first, I was really confused because I'm like, well, how is there, what is this story and how can we get something out of it? I was really, I felt blessed when I walked away with one of the most important questions that I need to ask myself each and every day in my Christian journey, on my in my spiritual experience. Um, and so we're going to read the passage, but kind of painting this picture of the context, you know, in the book of uh, Luke, Jesus has just come out of the wilderness. Jesus has just, you know, had victory over Satan in temptation and overcoming temptation. Um, and now it says he's, uh, Jesus returns to Galilee. Jesus returns specifically to his hometown. And this is where he would, I would say, he's on fire. He is full of the Spirit and he's ready to start his ministry and change the world and have an impact on the world. And it's really interesting where he starts and how he's able to start. So we're going to read the passage. Now, the passage is found in Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 30. And so we'll go through it now. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 30. And the title of this passage in the NIV that I'm reading, it, it's titled, Jesus is Rejected at Nazareth. So Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, full of the power of the Spirit, and news about him had spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth. So now he's returned to his hometown. Where he, had brought, um, where he was brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, um, as it was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it, and he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery for sight, of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, this is where it gets really powerful and really tense. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came out of his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Jesus, them, Jesus said to them, surely you, um, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, he continued. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. 
I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent away from them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there many in Israel with leprosy um, in the name of Elijah the prophet. Yet no one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious with uh, when they heard this. They got up and drove him out of town and took um, to him to, brow, to the brow of the hill on which um, the, t- the town was built in order to throw him down off the cliff. So they're ready to kill him. The, t- the, the circumstances went from zero to 100. It completely flipped. And then, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. All right, the first thing I wanted to say was, thank you, Pastor Daylight. What am I going to do with this message? What is this message? And how is there any source of positivity or inspiration or hope in this message? And, and just to kind of explain to you what the story is, Jesus is going to his own people and he's ready to proclaim who he is as the Messiah, as the savior of the world. But it's interesting how they respond. And the first thing they say to him is, oh, that's so cute. It's, the, it's Joseph, the carpenter's boy. It's sorry, it's Joseph's son, the carpenter. And that's all they saw him to be. And actually what he did from that point on, they said he was actually saying, well, what do you expect me to do? Do you want me to perform the miracles? I can't perform the miracles here. Why? Because you don't see me as the Messiah. You just see me as Joseph's boy. And this is where they started getting angry because at the end, towards the end of the story, it's like they're offended that Jesus doesn't want to perform these miracles. And it's not a, it's not a fact of he's not, he's not able to or he doesn't want to. It's just that he doesn't have the capacity because what fueled him and what enabled him to do this and the purpose of him was to build people's faith in him. But where was their faith? Their faith wasn't there. Their faith wasn't there for him to be seen as the Messiah. All they saw him was as the carpenter's boy. So that's today's topic of discussion, or that's today's message. The title of today's message is the way that we see Jesus Christ. Do we see him as the carpenter or do we see him as the master craftsman of our lives? So there's three, um, there's three, I guess, questions that I'm going to put and to make it easy. And this is a shout out to, um, you know, Pastor Susie, um, when I was on his uh, stream the other day, he put me to the challenge and said, Bees, I need a three-point sermon, all with the same word. So to, you know, to help him out, this is a three-point sermon with all with the same word. And this is the challenge today is who is Jesus Christ in our lives? Who do we recognize him to be? Who do we acknowledge Jesus Christ to be in our lives? Do we just see him as Joseph's son, the carpenter, the carpenter's boy? Or do we actually see him as the son of God? the master craftsman in our lives. So the first E, (laughs) shout out to Susie. The first E we have is environment. And the question is, who does your village recognize Jesus to be? It reminds me of um, a game I used to play based off uh, an anime that I'm in love with and I still love to this day. And that's Naruto, Naruto. And it was interesting to see the story of Naruto. And if you don't know the story of Naruto, all it is is a story of a kid who just wanted to be recognized by his own people. He wanted to be acknowledged. 
but it seemed like the villagers didn't see him as you know someone with potential it didn't they didn't see him with someone who could be more than just this little rascal or this little brat and unfortunately history had shown that he was actually cursed and then it takes and what's really funny about naruto and the reason why i'm linking it back to this is because he wasn't recognized first in his hometown he was actually recognized in a different village and the first time he's actually acknowledged and recognized is when there's this um when team seven goes and helps rest restore or finish the building of this bridge um and what and at the end of the day they actually named the bridge after naruto because of what he was able to do in that place but then when he came home he still wasn't acknowledged like he was outside or in other villages and the reason why I, I, I can see Jesus um, like in this story is because he's going and he's performing miracles. Well, he's, he's showing who he is to other people in other towns and they're believing him. And they're not believing him as just a carpenter, but they're believing him as the master craftsman. They're believing him to be the Messiah. But unfortunately, when he comes back home, the first thing he's greeted with after he's in the synagogue, after he's still full of the spirit and ready to change and impact this, this environment, all he's received with is, oh, it's adorable, aren't you Joseph's boy? Aren't you the carpenter's kid? All they saw him was as a carpenter. What environment are you, are you part of? And in the environment that you're part of, how do they see Jesus Christ? Do they acknowledge him at all? Do they believe him to be the son of God or do they believe him to be a myth, a legend, like a fairy tale? Because for us in our journey, in our walk, that will impact us. Who we surround ourselves with will impact us, will we'll speak into our lives. I am so grateful for God Squad Church. I'm so grateful that even in a platform, an online gaming um, environment and I'll give you I'll give you the honest truth. You know, I started playing uh, League of Legends. <laughs> I started playing League of Legends um, when Riot, uh, Riot came out with Arcane, the Netflix show, and I jumped on that bandwagon. I was like, oh, that's a, this is a really interesting game. I want to be part. I, I want to be part of this. This is so awesome. And boy, was that and no offense to Daylight, because I know he's a big League of Legends fan, but that environment and that community was toxic. That was bad. I just came out and like, as soon as I told them, hey, I'm jumping on the bandwagon, they started hating on me. And I'm talking about guys who have been there since, you know, year one, year two or whatever, since the very beginning. And they're like, oh, yep, yep, yep. And I, all of a sudden my environment, the environment that I was in, there was no love, there was no compassion. And I, and I actually felt ostracized. And I'm, so, and I'm saying that that's the whole League of Legends community. But when I stepped into that community, I was like, oh, I don't feel I, I, I don't feel like I belong here. And when I'm in those kind of communities, right, I try and seek and I try and find and I try and find people who um, who are like minded, who are who are Christian, who are, um, you know, who have the same kind of values as me and where I can feel loved and, and accepted. And it was really hard because when I was, I first made it because everyone knows, for those of you who know me, you know that I'm new to the gaming scene. I'm, I'm a terrible gamer, but I just love the environment. I, I want to be part of it. I'm so grateful for God Squad Church because this was a place where it's like, I'm, they celebrate Jesus Christ here and they don't just see him as a carpenter. They see him as the master craftsman, 
I praise the Lord that I've got friends online who like like Susie, like Pastor Amanda, Pastor Boz, Pastor Daylight, Warden of the Sands, um, Breach, Breach, Breach. So many people in this community where we acknowledge and we can celebrate Jesus Christ, not as a carpenter, but as the master craftsman. Um, I just want to show you a T-shirt. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, I've got my because I'm a massive, uh, I'm a massive champion for D and D Dungeons and Dragons. And testimony time, I went to a, um, I went to a D and D night, and I was really nervous because I found the group online and I hadn't played in a while. And um, when I got there, it was really interesting because when um, I was talking to them, I met them at a church, and I started playing. And then it wasn't, it wasn't until I just started playing when they, when I realized that it was actually their church's ministry. And for me, I was so glad that I could be part of that village because not only did I feel safe, loved, um, you know, supported, encouraged, but it was a place where we could, um, you know, celebrate Jesus Christ as not just the carpenter, but the master craftsman. And so, and I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm thinking, oh, you know, don't go, like people think I'm not going to go to League of Legends or something. No, 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 it's not, I'm not saying that. I'm asking you to question I'm asking us the question because you know that when I, I, I speak or when I preach, the first person I'm preaching to is bees. I'm asking us the question, who does our environment, who does our village, the communities that we're part of, who does our village recognize Jesus Christ to be? The carpenter or the master craftsman? Because that will impact how we see Jesus Christ. That will impact how we invest and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I encourage you, and I'm glad, glad we're all here. And for the people who are new to this community, please stick around. Because this place here, we celebrate that Jesus Christ is not just a carpenter, but he is the master craftsman. The second point, and so that's the first one. E, I want you to think about your environment. And who does your village recognize Jesus Christ to be? The second one, E, experience. Who do you allow Jesus Christ to be in your life? You know, because I'm going to be honest with you, um, I, I met a young lady yesterday and she was um, she was telling me about her story and her journey. And she was so excited when she got baptized recently and she was so happy and glad. And then all of a sudden she told me that, you know, she had this experience and she she stopped the desire for her wanting to come to church wasn't there anymore. And all of a sudden the things like other things were just what she called distractions and all these other things started to get in the way. And she started being, she became interested in doing other things. And when she spoke to me about them, she said, the things that I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to do and what I'm doing now, you know, the church is definitely not wanting me to do that. And, you know, and it was very between, it, it was a big conflict between what she wanted to do and what she thought the church told her not to do. And she was really conflicted. And I, I ended up speaking to her and I was like, well, let's explore why you're wanting to do these things, these particular things, drinking, smoking. Why do you want to do that? And she, and when she started by saying, you know, oh, I'm curious and I'm enjoying it, I understood. But then later throughout the story, she started telling me more about her journey. I found out it wasn't because of curiosity and enjoyment. It's because she was hiding and she was running and she was coming from a place of pain and a place of hurt. And what she wanted to do was avoid that, avoid dealing with that, avoid dealing with the heartbreak and escaping into this place. What broke my heart is the fact that 
when she went to church, she didn't find it there. And it's because she didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And she realized that she was just doing the do's. She was going through the motions. Like the villagers um, in, this, in, in, um, in this story, they were just going to the synagogue and they weren't willing to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They weren't willing to believe that he was the master craftsman. How could you possibly perform the miracle in their lives if they, all they saw him to be was a carpenter or a carpenter's boy? And so for her, it was the same experience. She went there and she thought that in all her efforts, she was doing the dues. She went, she paid tithe. She was, you know, she was in the worship team and all of these things. But at the end, she had no relationship and no connection with Jesus Christ. And we discovered that all she had was, all she saw him was, was just to be the carpenter. And eventually all the other things around her became more appealing. And she started feeling guilty because she wanted that relationship. She just never had it. And she started feeling guilty because she realized that she was escaping. She realized that it wasn't about curiosity and enjoyment. It was about numbing and avoiding. And so the question that I had for her yesterday was who was Jesus Christ to her? I'm asking the same question today. Who is Jesus Christ to you in the circumstances that you're in? Because I know my brothers and sisters, I'm not, I'm, though I may be new to this, I'm not foolish to it. I know my brothers and sisters that we, that we can sometimes use gaming as a place of escape. Escaping from the world, escaping from reality, escaping from the things that are affecting us in our lives. Once again, this community is celebrating Jesus Christ as not the carpenter, but as the master craftsman, the, one, the, the, the God that can heal, the God that can reconcile, the God that can provide healing and love and compassion, mercy and grace. Are we allowing God to do that in our lives? Are we going to Jesus in faith and saying, Lord, I, here I am broken, here I am hurting, here I am using gaming or other places or other avenues or other things and other substances as a place to avoid and a place to that, that I'm going to to get some sort of healing or just to kind of numb the pain? Let us ask the question, who, who do we allow Jesus to be in our lives? I pray that we allow him to be the, carp um, the master craftsman, not just the simple carpenter, not the carpenter, not, not, not just Joseph's kid, the Nazarene carpenter's boy. My brothers and sisters, for us, we can celebrate here that Jesus has victory in our lives. Jesus has victory in all of our circumstances. Jesus has victory when we put our faith and trust in him, when we see him as the master craftsman, when we see him, the one, uh, uh, when we see him as the God that can refine us, that can journey with us, that can heal us, that can provide us joy, love, peace, and all the rest of the fruits of the spirit when we continue to connect with him. Who do we see him to be in our own personal lives? And my brothers and sisters, for the spirit, for the, and this is specifically to the ones that are using gaming as an escape because they can't deal or they're trying to avoid harm, hurt, something that they've, they're journeying with. I pray that you look to Jesus Christ as the master craftsman so he can provide that healing, that hope, that love, that peace in your life as well. Who do you, the experience, your personal experience, your personal relationship, who do you allow Jesus Christ to be in your life? And the third one here is the third E, expression. Does your life reflect that Jesus is the master craftsman to other people? You know, because it says in the scriptures, you know, it's by their fruits that they will know my father in heaven. 
Do we live a life that is surrendered to Jesus Christ? Do we live a life that shows to the world that we are, we are serving the master craftsman? Or do, are we living a life where it's like, I go to church, I read the Bible, I pray, but at the end of the day, I haven't invested in Jesus Christ because I don't see him as more than this, just the carpenter's kid. The reason why it was tough for the villagers the reasons why, reason why it was tough for the villagers to acknowledge him as the Messiah and they ultimately rejected him as the Messiah was because the, all they, could, they couldn't get it out of their heads that he was nothing more than just the carpenter's kid. You know, um, it was going back to the Naruto uh, example, you know, he doesn't get acknowledged by the village officially, I would say. And there's like billions and billions of episodes for Naruto. But it's interesting that even though he's acknowledged in the first season, I would say, by another village, he doesn't get acknowledged by his own village until Naruto Shippuden, which is the second um, series. And that's in, late in the second series as well. When are you going to acknowledge Jesus Christ as a master craftsman in your life? And then not only that, when we do, when we go and we see others, we see others, other people who are hurting, when we're part of a community of gamers and we know this, that they isolate themselves and we, they, they, they avoid um, some of the st stuff that they're dealing with in their life, the brokenness, the, the heartache, the pain, the addictions, and they use this platform as a place of escape to avoid um, dealing with that. How do we speak into their lives? How do we reflect the love of Jesus Christ? How do we reflect the peace that's found in Jesus Christ? Uh, do, does our life, do our lives reflect that Jesus Christ is the master craftsman in ours? Is our testimony showing others that there is hope in Jesus Christ? Do our, when we share and we build relationships and we connect with others, are they drawn to Jesus Christ because of the love that we've shown them? And because of what Christ has done in our lives, it's interesting thing in John sorry in first John chapter 4 verse 19 it says we love because he first loved us we have the capacity to love because he first loved us when we go and um and share and go and build relationships with people out in our community who might not know Jesus Christ or might not uh, might only see him as the Nazarene carpenter do we reflect the life that shows hey he is the master craftsman in in my life and he has done such an amazing transformation in my life that all i want to do is celebrate him does your life reflect that Jesus is the master craftsman to other people? Because my brothers and sisters, that's what we've been called to do. My brothers and sisters of God Squad Church, that's what we've been called to do. When there are people in this environment that are struggling and they're really hurting and they're feeling alone and they're feeling depressed and they're feeling isolated and they're reaching out. Are we going out as a reflection of Jesus Christ saying we are saved by the master craftsman? We've experienced healing by the master craftsman. We are loved by the master craftsman. And that hope and that joy can also be yours. What, what we can en enable them and encourage the do them to do is not just see Jesus Christ as the carpenter's boy, but what we can do is invite them into a saving relationship with the master craftsman so they can be saved by him as well. I pray that we're encouraged to do that. I pray that we will allow and experience such a powerful relationship with Jesus Christ that we can celebrate him as the master craftsman in our lives. So wrapping up, the first question is the environment. Who does, who does your village recognize Jesus to be? 
are we part of a community that is fostering and growing? And I'm so glad that I can celebrate that God is my master craftsman in God's God church. Why? Because we know that there are other brothers and sisters. There are so many brothers and sisters here who can say that as well. They can say, yes, Jesus Christ is the master craftsman in my life. And, and if you're not part of this community already, stay in this community. Join the Discord and be part of this experience because here we already celebrate that he's the master craftsman not just the carpenter's boy but the master craftsman in our lives the second one environment the second one is experience do we truly believe and are we convicted are we are we convinced that the master craftsman is constantly working in our lives there are times and there are struggles and there are circumstances that we start diminishing him and start putting him off the master craftsman pedestal and back into the carpenter's boy box let us not do that by the power of the spirit may we just be set free and may jesus have victory in our lives in those um, in those circumstances so we can claim him as the master craftsman in our lives may we have that faith and trust in him so we can rely on him to be that master craftsman in our lives and the third one is from that from that internal transformation from that conviction from that relationship from that journey may we go back out into the world and be expressions of him the final question does your life reflect that jesus christ is the master master craftsman to others there are people who are hurting in this world and it's our our role to go out into that world and draw others back into a saving relationship with him, with Jesus Christ, right? So let us celebrate him as the master craftsman in our lives. Let us bring others that hope and joy and love that they can also experience the master craftsman in their lives as well. The girl at the end of the day, she found peace and joy because what she wanted to do and what she did was pray and acknowledge that Jesus Christ could be the master, cra master craftsman in her life. I walked out from that conversation and she said she had such an overwhelming feeling of peace and relief knowing that she was, she was free, that she was saved, that she was loved, and that when she was going to go and do the things that she thought she couldn't do, she knew who she was and the journey of her with the master craftsman by her side set her free from all of it and she had so much peace so my brothers and sisters for you as we pray i want you to seek and i want you to look inside your heart and i want you to allow god to come into your life and into your heart again and reveal himself to you as the master craftsman let's have a word of prayer Heavenly Father, specifically for the people who are going through a struggle right now, who are journeying right now, who don't, who can't or don't seem to have the ability to acknowledge you as anything more than the carpenter's boy. Lord, I pray that you flood them with the Spirit. May the Spirit saturate them so they can have faith. They can have trust and have reliance on you. So you can go and be, once again, the master craftsman in their lives. May you give them hope, may you give them peace, may you give them joy, may you remind them of who you are, the power that you have to transform lives, to heal lives, to, um, to bring people out of darkness because of your magnificent light. Lord, we thank you that you have done that for us, that you can continue to do that for us. And each and every time that we may be feeling overwhelmed, that you can, you can come back into our lives and we can claim the promise that you are the master craftsman in our lives. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless um, God Squad Church. So us as a community, us as a village, 
aren't the people in the um, in the hidden leaf village that will just neglect and and not acknowledge you. But Lord, may we be, you know, people who are on fire for you. May we be the ones who celebrate you. May we be the ones who have joy, who take love and, and joy and peace in knowing that you're the master craftsman so that those in our communities who may not know you but are in desperate need of you can experience you um, through our love. And Lord, I just pray that we continue to celebrate um, you as the master craftsman in this community. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, God Squad Church. Um, thank you so much, family. Love you all. Peace out. God bless. What an amazing message that we had from Bizush just now. And I just want to thank you, Bizush, for that message. And can we put some hearts in the chat for uh, the word that he just gave to us, that God gave to him? I could truly feel that God was speaking through him. And he gave us some uh, questions that, honestly, I think all of us need to uh, ask in our lives, not just maybe for today, but I think these three questions that he just gave us are questions that we need to be asking ourselves honestly throughout our entire journey and our relationship with Jesus Christ and truly the, the the two that really hit me were the last two and I I do fully agree that the environment that we are in like where, where are we placing ourselves where are we being saturated where are we being edified I think that is so important and like and you know I appreciate what he said about God Squad Church that God Squad Church is a place that we see God as, or Jesus as the master craftsman. I and mean, I truly believe that. But I do think there are times in our life that I'll be completely honest, where something happens in our life and our faith kind of gets hit really hard for one reason or another. And we start to see Jesus as just a carpenter in our life. And I do believe that when those things happen, that we're limiting Jesus. We're limiting what God can do in our lives in those moments. And I'm not saying that God can't do something amazing. I'm not saying that God, that we're overpowering God, but I do think that when our hearts are closed, just like the people in Nazareth, when Jesus went back to his hometown where he was supposed to, or he was coming to do great things, but they saw him as just a carpenter and their hearts weren't open to Jesus and who he really was being God. They saw him as just Joseph's boy. And so the challenge that Bizush gave to us today of asking these three questions in our lives, I truly encourage you to really ask those things. Who is Jesus in your life? Is he just a carpenter or is he more than that? Is he the master craftsman? Is he God? And then finally, what does your life reflect Jesus as? Does your re life reflect that Jesus is God, that he can do the impossible in your life? Can he do the wondrous works? That, that the Bible says that he can and that he does do? Or does your life reflect something completely different? And so I wanted to thank you, Bizush, once again for that amazing message. And hey, maybe you're here today and you don't know who Jesus Christ is, and but you came to know Jesus as the master craftsman. Hey, we want to celebrate with you. And, and that because honestly, that is an amazing decision. And if you if you made a decision today that you want Jesus to be more in your life and that you want him to be that master craftsman and you've accepted him, or maybe you want to know more about how do I actually start this process? How do I start this journey? Hey, I would encourage you to fill out a form. I would ask you 
to type exclamation point connect in the chat. Just click on that link and fill out that form. We would love to answer any questions that you might have. We want to give you resources. We want to talk to you. We want to connect with you because honestly, when you make a decision like this, it's a huge decision. We want to celebrate with you. We want to connect with you, but it's not the end of something, but it's the beginning of something brand new and something that is amazing in your life. And so congratulations to those of you that made that decision, or maybe you're saying today, hey, I want to make that decision, but I'm not too sure where to go from here. I need a little bit of guidance. We'd love to be able to talk to you, answer any questions that you might have. And so please don't hesitate to fill out that form so that we can connect with you today. Um, and right now, guys, we're going to go into a time of, of offering and giving. And really, if this is your first time, maybe your second time here at God Squad Church, we don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. But if you do call God Squad Church your home church, or maybe you're here today and you feel like God is pressing upon your heart to give to God Squad Church so we can continue doing all the things that we do here, whether it's our Saturday services, the events that we hold during the week, the daily reconnect, squad con, all the different things that we do, it's because of your generosity and faithfulness that we're able to continue doing all of these things as a church so that more and more people can come to know the name of Jesus Christ. People, let me tell you something. When you give, I don't think people understand, people's lives are being changed because of you. This is a form of worship. Sure, we can say the words, we can do the things, but honestly, God has asked us to do this in his word, and it is a form of worship, and it's because of you that we can continue to do these things that more and more people every single day, their lives are being impacted. People's addictions are being broken. We have experience groups where people are truly having life transformation throughout their lives every single week and every single day in creating relationships and experiencing community. And I want you to know it's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we're able to do these things. And so if you would like to give to God Squad Church, and maybe God's pressing it upon your heart today, I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. You can go into the panels below, click on the give link that will allow you to use PayPal. You can also go to our website at GodSquadChurch.com slash give. You can give recurring monthly or weekly, um, or maybe even just a one-time donation there. And then finally, if you're a U.S. resident, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. It makes you go through a really short process that takes about like a minute or something like that. And once you do it the first time, you don't have to do it again. Once again, you text any amount to number 84321, and you can also give that way. But I want to thank you for your faithfulness and generosity so we can continue doing God's work here at God Squad Church and have the vision continue to move forward.